Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Not uncommon for women to experience sickness during pregnancy, but hypermesis is a quantum leap beyond that. It is a severely debilitating condition. There is medication that can be taken to mitigate uh, some of uh, some of it, but it's not on the drug payment scheme. Social Democrat CD Gary Gannon is here with us in the studio. But first, we'll talk to Janine Breslin, who has that first-hand experience of this afternoon. Janine, hi. How are you? Not too bad. How soon did it arrive once you'd conceived? Pretty much straight away, I did IVF, which I thought would be the hard part, getting pregnant after two years of IVF. And from the time I transferred, I had confirmation I was pregnant two weeks later. And straight away from then, I was vomiting 24-7. Right. Literally. When you say 24-7, like roughly how many times a day? There was no break in it. Oh my God. Um, Well, they actually, it's called a puke score that they take in the hospital because I was hospitalized twice during mine. And I was in every Friday for IV fluids. So it was over 40 times a day. I was sleeping on the bathroom floor. I was not eating any. I couldn't hold water down. Could you sleep? You might get about two hours sleep, but that was literally you'd set an alarm to wake up and maybe have a slice of bread if you could handle that at two o'clock in the morning to try to get a bit of sleep in the evening time. It was nonstop. Now, there is different degrees to it, but I just happened to get a really, really bad dose of it. And I had it from six weeks pregnant until the very end of my pregnancy during labor i was still throwing up okay so had you been told that perhaps it might abate after a while during the course um, of the pregnancy you do every time you'd go in it's kind of up in the air every nurse would go usually goes at 12 and then at 12 weeks it was still i was still being hospitalized usually goes at 16 usually go at 20 and it was actually another patient that was in with me every week at an ivy food she said she had it for all her pregnancies for the whole time so she was like stop getting your hopes up it's not going anywhere and i had it right till the very end Oh, crikey. Now, and yeah. obviously when that's happening, that's that's terrible for the system. Like, did you sustain other injuries as a result of that? I did. I actually, <laughs> I herniated my back to this on my back from violently throwing up. But I also, which was why I was hospitalized so much, that I ruptured a vein in my uterus. So it attached my placenta. Like it was a 50% attachment. So for the whole pregnancy, it was like for the first five months, touch and go, whether it would kind of reattach itself. So it was, I was constantly bleeding from throwing up. Yeah. Wow. You must have thought you were miscarrying then at some point. Twice they had told me, well, the first time I was hospitalized, I'd passed so much blood and tissue that the nurse told me it's pretty much I've passed the fetus. But it was still during COVID and lockdown. So I was by myself. So they didn't have a scan free. So I had to wait till the next morning. I was kept in overnight and they found a heartbeat the next morning. So after being told, I'd already passed it. And at that stage, I was thrown up so much. I was like, it's not meant to be. I was so ill. I actually didn't care at that stage. So then when they did find the heartbeat the next morning, it was like such a relief. Gosh. Now, from then on, I was kept in hospitalized every Friday for IV fluids for at least six up to eight hours. Mm. And and, uh, where where did they give you medication? And if so, did. I was put on Stematol at first, but it's only in you and you're throwing it back up again. And then they switched me to Caravan. So I was on both. But even at that, it was a bit of relief. I'd probably get one meal a day in. But mm. you have to take it all day to get it to work. And then even at that, I was still getting the injection for misdemetol in the hospital. That was a bit of relief as well. So that was once a week I'd get a full meal in. Crikey. Now, did, like, yeah. I must say, I'd never heard of hyperemesis before. Neither had I. Before today. Like many people around you, had they heard of it? No, kind of. The only people that had heard of it were people that would generally say back to me, oh, didn't Kate Middleton have a touch of that? Which would drive me absolutely nuts because I was like, there's no way she had it if she was able to make public functions. I couldn't get out of the bed. I couldn't live. I couldn't get up and down the stairs. I couldn't. I'm on my own. And like people were coming over to like 
I had to have keys to my house to get in to bring me water, to bring me anything. It was terrible. My you get word. the general, oh, I had a touch of morning sickness. And I said, this can't be morning sickness. This is just horrific. No. The, uh, how much was the caravan costing you then? Uh, my local chemist was uh, 58 euro a week. That was four tablets a day. Yeah, and, and that you, was just one of the medications. Yeah, and you're self-employed, so you're kind of I'm, like, a, yeah. yeah. If you're not working, you're not getting paid, kind of thing. Exactly. I was out sick, so my mortgage was on hold. Everything. I just I couldn't cope. I couldn't get out of bed because I was on doctor door stay in bed. And even if I was allowed out, I couldn't walk. I couldn't eat. I couldn't move. I couldn't function. It was oh just so isolating, so debilitating, and just your thoughts are elsewhere on finances and on everybody else around you that's suffering, and you can't even think of you or the baby. Yeah. After the baby arrived, did, did, did it calm down immediately or is there kind of a, you must have felt They kept wrecked. telling me it would disappear straight away because it's all to do with your placenta. So I kept saying, oh my God, please. But I did catch an infection in the hospital. So I was still vomiting for the next two days, but they kept telling me that was something different. But as soon as that infection was over, I there was no more thrown up, but you still have that fear. Like even now, yeah. certain foods I still can't eat because you're afraid it's going to come up. Even though you know it's not going to happen. It's just, I think it sends memory. I, yeah. I can't look at jelly. I lived off jelly for nine months because I couldn't hold water down. So they had me eating jelly because I could chew that. Crikey, Johnny, that's a hell of an experience to go through. But all, all well now, I hope. He's perfect. He's all good. But the whole time everyone kept saying, oh, is this your first baby? I said, this is my last baby. First and last. <laughs> I couldn't afford to do it again. Okay. I, yeah. couldn't, I couldn't take the time away from another child to do it again. There was, a, there was another lady with me. She was in the hospital every week with these all. She ended up with a heart condition. She ended up, she had two small kids. She couldn't function and mind her own children. Her parents were looking after her kids full time. It was just horrendous. Janine, thanks a million for talking to us. Stay away from the jelly, obviously, until you feel you can face them again. Uh, it was Janine Breslin there. Uh, Gary, obviously, uh, as, as Janine was saying, 60 quid a week odd. Well, Why isn't it on the drug payment scheme? Well, that's what we've been trying to discover since I became aware of this illness. It wasn't something that I understood much about until the end of last year when an extraordinary organisation called Hyperemesis Ireland were contacting my office and their members were contacting their office asking, are we aware that one in 100 women and people who can get pregnant experience this extreme condition which causes dehydration, severe, I'm going to say uncomfortableness, but far, far, far beyond that pain and trauma. And they made us aware of the issue. So we started contacting the Minister's Office, Minister for Health, Simon um, Stephen Donnelly, asking him, why isn't this available? And what we discovered was, when we were told, was that there was actually, Caraban was quantified as a food supplement, which we thought was outrageous. Mm. I mean, completely outrageous. And as a food supplement, it was being costed at between 1500 and €3,000 Euro for the course of a pregnancy for women who severely need it. So we challenged this. We brought a motion to the doll asking for Caraban to be included on the drug treatment plan to be available on medical cards we were told by Minister Anne Rabbit in the doll that actually it was again it was a food supplement which we responded. How do do they define it as a food supplement? We've no idea so we challenged that completely not only did we challenge it doctors and um, medical professionals challenges Hyperemesis Ireland came through and they challenged you and very quickly something surprising happened they corrected the doll record after February the doll record was correct and said actually Caraban is no longer considered a food supplement we got that incorrect and they expected the Caraban would be added to the drugs treatment plan the medical card list almost immediately okay, there, was right. a Fianafal, yeah, there was a Fianna Fáil parliamentary party meeting where you were told the issue has nearly been addressed there was um, Fianna Fáil senators putting out tweets saying glad this has been addressed we we celebrated the women that were contacting our office were basically saying this is great news and still nothing has happened. 
nothing has happened and we've moved on four months later. So we have been asking parliamentary questions almost every week since. What we discovered this week was that 3,304 people have been discharged from hospital, haven't been brought in, suffering from hyperemesis. Now you can imagine in the height... And this is an annual average, that figure. This is an annual average, that figure. Now you imagine in the height of the pandemic, women having to go into... um, Rotunda Hospital, other hospitals experiencing this severe debilitative illness. And all by themselves. All by themselves and all for the one. Now, Caravan is not going to solve the problem for every single person, but it would feed for some. Mm. And because that wasn't on the drugs treatment plan, because it wasn't affordable, people are being having to be brought into hospital. They are experiencing severe pain, severe discomfort and severe trauma. We've got three weeks left in the doll term. We're asking for urgency now in terms of getting Caravan onto these treatment plans because people are suffering. Women are suffering as a consequence of it not being there. Yeah. It's odd, all right. It's odd, particularly because uh, Stephen Donnelly in 2018 specifically cited Caravan for the treatment of hyperemesis. And, and he stood in the doll, he stood across from Simon Harris, the two of them had a back and forth, and Stephen Donnelly was very much articulating the same points that we've been articulating since. This is something that can be addressed simply. Women are suffering as a consequence. Let's get, in, so, let's get in front of it. Now, he's been the minister for almost two and a half, three years, and nothing has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had promises from I've raised it with Leo Varadkar in the doll I've raised it with Stephen Donnelly Minister Anne Rabbit told me she was going to take a specific interest in it now and f- I mean four months on from when I started for and raising it but years on from when Stephen Donnelly did nothing has happened we need to we need this addressed before the doll term finishes in three weeks it's essential yeah uh, I- how likely is that now, given well, there's probably a, usually a lot of backlog of well, business in the is, final three weeks? Well, this is the issue. I mean, this doesn't need legislation. It just needs to be reclassified. Really but this is the issue. Hyperemesis Ireland had con- communication with Stephen Donnelly's office in May. They thought, they were told that it was soon. It would happen soon. I was told that it was imminent in February. We're never given timelines or time frames. But all the while, people who are experiencing pregnancies and suffering from hyperemesis, they're suffering. So mm. we need urgency behind this. I mean, Stephen Donnelly's office department, they said, in consultation with the HSC but go faster you knew about this in 2018 that's all we're asking for a reclassification of this um, drug so it's available on the drugs treatment plan on medical cards so people look we have a cost of living crisis if you don't qualify for a medical if you don't qualify for a medical card or you actually if you can't afford it you're not going to be able to pay for it and you see the trauma that's been experienced you heard Janine outlining there that she couldn't even contemplate having another pregnancy because of the trauma of this experience this is very urgent people's mm. lives are being impacted upon this every day uh, now we have put in a, a request for a statement uh, from Minister Donnelly. The, the thing is, though, is like I know the Dalton, as, as you pointed out, is only three weeks left. But this is essentially the minister to put uh, to put it crudely, pulling a lever and getting a civil servant to do something. Getting in front of yeah. it. They're saying the department's in consultation with the HSC. I don't know what that means. I no mm. longer know what soon nor imminent means in the context <laughs> of this drug. We just want it to happen now. Yeah. Because people, women are suffering there and they, it's needless. And it's also people of low income, people that don't qualify them for medical care. Actually, everybody, the cost of living in crisis is so much in this country that nobody can afford between 1,500 or 3,000 during a pregnancy. But this yeah. this um, drug could go on the drug treatment plan, could be available through the medical card scheme if we just had um, the minister and the HSE demonstrating some urgency. Don't get me wrong, we're in the midst of a pandemic still. I know there are issues elsewhere, but this one is causing huge pain, huge trauma to and, women. And, and it could be solved. a relatively minor um, thing Com- to put into operation. Completely. Uh, Gary, thanks a million for coming in to us today. That was uh, Gary Gannon, Social Democrat ED for Dublin Central. And before that, we were talking to Janine Breslin, uh, who's, uh, who has personal experience of hyper. Anyway, uh, we'll move on to remind you what's in the cash machine. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2 p.m.
on News Talk.